Hello and welcome to the New Year's Eve special of The Notch Showcast. We recorded this episode at our London offices on the eve of our community Christmas party. I'd like to say a huge thank you to everyone who turned up and to our community online who have been active members of the Notch Forum and Facebook user group, as well as those sharing the great work that they've been doing via the hashtag MadeWithNotch. It's been really exciting to follow what you've been creating using Notch and I'm looking forward to seeing what 2020 brings. In this episode, I speak with the Notch team about their highlights of the year and what we've got to look forward to. Join us as we discuss show-stopping productions of 2019, our predictions for 2020, and what to expect from Notch in the new year. You're listening to the Notch Showcast. Hello and welcome to Showcast, New Year's Eve special. Today we're going to be looking to the future while bidding a fond farewell to 2019. I'm joined by the founder of Notch and the Dark Lord himself, Matt Swoboda. Hello. I'm also joined by our VP of Sales and Queen of Karaoke, Sarah Cox. Hello. And our VP of Marketing and Audio Nerd, Bent Stam. Hi there. Matt, you've known Sarah and Bent for a fair while now. Um, indulge us once more before the January diet starts and tell us how you guys met. Bent, I've known for how long? 10 years? 15 I think years? 15 plus, yeah. yeah. From our uh, demo scene days, Bent's done the audio for me on numerous um, productions. And we made it this far without falling out, so it seemed wise to work together. Yeah. And Sarah, Sarah, and I met at D three when she, or disguise when she was um, uh, sales working as sales director. There was it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She always used to ask for things. <laughs> Has that changed? No. 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 It's like it's just it's my job. <laughs> and so Bent, uh, you and Matt met on the demo scene. Um, I'd love to find out. Briefly, a very, a little bit more about the demo scene. I hear it's like a rave, but with coding. How, how do you top that explanation? <laughs> I, that, that is the most succinct way to describe it I've ever heard. Um, yeah, I, I, I usually describe it as kind of like a art collective uh, where everything is about, usually about real-time graphics. So it's a little bit like the hardest coding marathon you, you can do because every everything tends to be finished on the day of the deadline um i think i think it's kind of like a, a subversive the subversive little brother of the rest of the world of graphics it's yeah. like the sort of um the kind of angry slightly dangerous slightly more uh, rebellious side of it where everyone's um you know you've got a load of people who are very clever and doing really interesting things but they're uh doing it in a really fun and uh messed up way if computer programming can be punk rock then i guess the demo scene is as punk as it gets mm. is your dynamic working together here any different from when you work together on the demo scene parties uh yeah <laughs> i will say so yeah yeah uh different responsibilities for one mm-hmm. yeah bent was only responsible for audio on the demo scene yeah. and now he's responsible for audio <laughs> but audio yet again he's doing audio right now yeah <laughs> But that's actually kind of a, a good thing about Notch in general, like the company. It, it's such a cross-pollination of, of skills. Like it kind of feels like an extension of the same thing that I grew up with uh, on the Commodore Amiga and the C64. Like people who 
um, knew a lot about things and then came together to make stuff. And this is no different, except, you know, now we're a business. Mm. And uh, Sarah, you joined Notch earlier this year. How have you found moving to a small team of eccentrics? (laughs) Yeah, I've done this a few times in my career, but probably none as eccentric as the team at Notch. <laughs> um it's um it's quite a yeah it's quite a ride coming in to to meet everybody and and you have to kind of also shake off some habits that you've sort of picked up over the last like few years in my career and um come back to yeah to sort of everybody's mucking in you're wearing lots of hats you're uh you're all heavily relying on each other for your different expertise even if it's not in the, the role that you're actually hired to do um you're just mucking in and everybody's like trying to pull together and just yeah just get things done so yeah it's been um it's been awesome kind of coming back to that sort of calm team team uh team vibe again it's great you this is described as coming back to the calm team <laughs> <laughs> that's interesting <laughs> yeah we're obviously like working with luke and, and matt before that was a relatively small team as well so mm. it's sort of like it's taken a step back in history a little bit it's nice Lovely. So tonight we're hosting a party in London for the wider Notch community and we're all very excited. I'd like to say a huge thank you to our community who've been active members on the Notch forum and the Facebook user group, as well as those sharing the great work that they've been doing via the hashtag MadeWithNotch. I've really enjoyed interviewing our global community of creators this year. It's been great getting behind the scenes of your productions and finding out about how you got into this crazy game. One thing I've noticed is that often you guys go from one production and onto the next without processing what's been achieved. So today we're going to celebrate what's been achieved in 2019 to get us to where we are today at the cusp of a new century before we look ahead to 2020. So team, what productions have really caught your eye this year? I would have to say personally the Marco Borsato um show was absolutely incredible and uh it always seems every time marco bossato and that creative team get together they always seem to push another boundary in in both creative and on the technical um the actual equipment side they do something very different so that's probably one of the highlights for me mm. i like marco bossato shows quite <laughs> fun yeah i worked on one once oh. yeah <laughs> everyone's done their their, their bit on marco bossato he's like the production's always really really enormous Mm. and uh he's a really he's a good performer as well he's very engaging cannot understand any of the words but <laughs> always like the songs and he always seems to invest heavily mm. in whatever tech he wants big to try production yeah yeah it's always exciting to see what they're going to do they, those guys come out so and i think they're up for a tpi award as well so yeah i think they are crossed. so yeah well, i guess that's a shout out to the team at build lewis kyle white and um, Mouth Media mm. uh, for doing the production on that one. And that was his show at the Decoup. Decoup? 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 Ben? <laughs> I, I, I don't know what you're talking about. Decoup? Sounds, sounds like you're having a stroke. So. Oh, is that Decoup. Decoup. I think that's how you say it anyway. Yeah. So, yeah, really awesome show. Big big arena mm. show. Yeah. I um, I really like the Muse show this year. Mm-hmm. It was really great. Um I was lucky enough to go and visit them in rehearsals and see what they were doing. Uh, it was a really nice combination of um, like everything was good. Like obviously the band are really great. The um, the video from Silent Partners was uh, really impressive, and 
yeah, they had some, they had a really nice big monster model, uh, like an inflatable model, which was like, uh, like it's, it's the most spectacular thing you'll see. It's a, it's a really great show. Uh, there's a band, that was a band that I remember actually paying to go and see like 10 years ago. And it was, uh, it was great to actually see that in person. Yeah, freebie. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, in rehearsals. Yeah. <laughs> But it's a good combination. Yeah, you know, it's a combination of having like a band who allows who allows creativity to happen, and a team capable of pulling it off. Mm. It's cool. And who was the team on that one? It was um, Silent Partners under um, Jesse Stout directing, and there's Suna Ruthier was on the lighting. They had cool lasers as well. <laughs> Got to love lasers. The full works. Ben, anything impress you this year? Um, yeah, I mean, we just talked about Silent Partners, but I actually got to um, go to the PI1 Pyramid in uh, Montreal, uh, which I believe they worked on the material for that. And that was, you got to lay down on the floor somewhat awkwardly, but still you forgot it was awkward uh, once you lay down there because it was really nice, impressive. It reminded me of, um, and this is not a knock on any of the quality, but it reminded me of the, like, if you want to remember, like the Gate to the Mind's Eye VHS videos mm-hmm. from like the nineties, with like Jan Hammer and uh, Jean Gerard, mm-hmm. uh, like that kind yeah, of yeah, it did have that vibe, yeah, that vibe, yeah, with guitars and stuff. So that was really nice. Um, but I would also like to point out uh, from our community that the the most impressive thing I attended this year was actually i won't call it our event but the splinter event mm. uh, during ldi in las vegas mm. with brett bolton ed uh, from nico and uh, the team at ai and all of those people who worked on putting that together with the community it was just super fun couple of days and um, i'm really excited to see where people are taking the interactive installs with notch uh, going forward as well because that was really really fun feels like a transition year this year to it me. It does. This year feels very transitionary. Like that, in the last couple of years, we've seen like the first show with this huge, you know, with this scale of LED wall or this, the first show with drones or this kind of thing. And this mm. year it felt like more of the, more of the same. We mm. can say that. Like it seems like everyone was getting used to technology rather than trying new technology. Uh, and I wonder if next year we're going to see something new. Mm. well that leads me on quite well to have you guys got any predictions for design trends for this coming year well well we can talk about can we talk about geographic trends because that's quite interesting we're seeing a lot of um in terms of notch use um in asia and japan china Mm -hmm. korea right now um and they have a completely different aesthetic um, an aesthetic that lends itself actually really well to real-time rendering and interactive graphics. Uh, a lot of bright colors and clear shapes and stuff like that. Things that are ironically easier to render than you know soft shapes and shadows and stuff. So we're seeing a lot of that popping up, um, and it's it's really exciting. Someone who's a big fan of Ghost in the Shell, like I keep seeing some of that aesthetic mm-hmm. pop in uh, using Notch, and that's really cool design trends yeah probably on the definitely on that the interactive design as you can see it even everywhere from education all the way through leading up to the the application of it with branding agencies and just taking digital arts and making more immersive interactive people experiences this is going to be i think a very big trend in it is already but only in certain markets whereas now i think People seem to be committing to that education pathway to really bringing people into that understanding what interactive art experience can 
can do to people in a collaborative environment as well well there's one there's a couple of massive things next year that are obviously going to influence that heavily we've got um the olympics and then you've mm. got uh the dubai expo as well the 2020 expo mm. there'll be a ton of um heavy interactive projects there no doubt so i'm sure that's going to drive uh, because that will be the marketplace that everyone looks yeah. at and decides what they're gonna what that you know what they want to do next so i think that's gonna definitely influence people towards the interactive angle yeah it's going to be an incredible platform mm. the expo next year mm-hmm. even looking at some of the designs or come, already coming in like for ed devlin for the uk pavilion and um some really le- you know big leading names that are getting behind their regional pavilion so mm. i'm definitely looking forward to seeing what comes out it's been interesting on the notch side to see um people moving away from you know the imac stuff is becoming I mean, people are very comfortable with it now, but people are trying more kind of new ways to use the technology. I think people have been, almost a lot of people have been using it going back to rendering out. So there's mm. been a different kind of direction taken with Notch in the last year, design-wise. Not all just IMAG and particles anymore. Back to what Matt said with rendering out, like we definitely also see in the community people uh, doing the same type of content that they used to, but now they're throwing the path tracer on it and rendering to video um, for like a nice quality boost as well. Yeah, it's quite yeah. exciting to see people embracing that real-time workflow in creation, yeah. actually creating the content, but not necessarily having to throw all of the, in terms of money and hardware and all of that at it to take a step into real-time. Mm-hmm. So it's almost like we're bridging that that gap for people that really want to get into real-time but first have to prove the concept of why it's it's so uh, applicable to their client. So it's, yeah, it's quite nice seeing people adopting that in their creative workflow. And the sort of crossover there is um, the XR world, isn't it? Where mm. it's like, mm. uh, it was interesting, like a year or so ago, there was a lot of you know, people doing um, augmented reality in XR and it was all quite gimmicky. Mm. Yeah, And it was almost like the interesting thing was the fact that they had it at all. And you've got a hope that in the next year it's gonna the trend will be just to see this piece of technology as uh um as just another piece of another tool that you can use, another yeah. another technique, and you can blend it in better with everything else. And that's kind of the direction the direction it will probably go in. Yeah, I actually thought strictly come dancing final at the weekend. <laughs> was one of the first kind of times I've seen a live primetime show and gone, okay, this can work mm. for an at-home audience and it can be brought in with, you know, narratively in the right ways at the right, mm. the right time. So, yeah, you're right. I think next year, maybe we see that. Everyone's change. got to get used to the, um, the idea of it, haven't they? They've got to get used to the technology and everything. Yeah, mm. it should become more seamless in the production and creative process than look jarring and i wonder if um we'll see that with drones as well like um people like drone shows becoming more integrated in the actual show like we've got guys like verity doing their like the drone show in celine dion is a it's a moment in the show but as people get more comfortable with the technology you'll see drones and video yeah coming integrated of... it's just an extension of yeah. the video yeah all integrated in one little uh, one show this if you if you it's moving past the idea of these technologies being gimmicks on their own and just becoming part of one experience mm. and people working out how to blend them and put them together yeah we've got um so 
last week we released the uh, BTS Love Yourself showcast episode um, where I spoke with Kevin Zhu on his AR integrated show for the BTS World Tour. And that's really oh, interesting because there are loads of elements in that show. There are giant inflatable panthers. <laughs> and, like There's absolutely everything under the sun for that show. And um, the AR elements were literally one element of it, but they blended so smoothly with the rest of the look. And um, because it was all recorded on DVD, it actually added another element for the people watching at home as well. Mm. Um, as live Something they didn't see. When they yeah. yeah, and when you've got an arena tour as well, it's really good to have, because the people at the back will just be viewing the large screens, the LED screens. Um, so it's really nice to add embellishments like that to the stage design that kind of, yeah, break that wall between the artist yeah. and the viewer. Mm. It's increasing the, sophistication of iMag, isn't it? The ever-growing ever sophistication of iMag. Again, the Marco Borsato was incredible if you watch that on, on YouTube. <laughs> and you hear the audience gasping as they're looking up in the air trying to figure <laughs> out how he's flying into the stadium. You know, and again, that's a, a very, I think, a surprising use case that took everybody... Mm. Um, everybody by surprise but really worked yeah fantastic work by michael alfar there um cool so uh we've had quite an eventful year here at notch and there's been quite a few firsts matt what have been some notable milestones for notch this past year uh we did notchcom which was i believe or not only under a year ago yeah <laughs> it was that was the first time we ever organized a conference or any event on the kind of scale of the the, of the scale it was at it was 160 people turned up two days of uh talking about everything from um well from notch to other things that were completely unrelated to notch it was uh it was an interesting thing i think that we realized when we did NotchCon that the the big thing was not getting people to talk about notch it was getting people from this industry together to talk about their experiences generally in making live shows um and whether on yeah, NotchCon's not happening next year. Yeah, I, I figured yeah. you were going on for a while there. I just want to dispel this rumor uh, <laughs> that this yeah. is happening again. Yeah. It might happen again at some point, but it's not happening in 2020. Yeah, we're, we're still recovering. Yeah. I was going to say, what, we mean we can't wipe the team out for four months? Yeah, <laughs> it, was, it was really great to do. It was, um, I think uh, it was powered by the naivety of not realizing how much work it was until yes. we actually did it. But it was really, it was a really great thing to do. And um one day we'll do it again but i think there'll be other things that do come up mm. that yeah. fill that gap because i think there is a massive gap at the moment in yeah. the mark in the world for this for this thing agree and the other thing on the product side the big thing we did was well, there's two big things we did um we did a path tracer we made an entirely new renderer in nine months which is a uh a really interesting development choice but it worked out really well it was uh it changed the direction of the product i think completely um it meant that people could get a much better quality out of Notch than ever before. And that's changed the way it was capable to use. You know, it changed the kind of markets that that is appropriate to be used in. And then we also um, got Notch LC out properly. Uh, yep. It was great to do, but it was, yeah. Again, one of those things you, another, it's like NotchCon. Mm. If we'd known how much work it was going to be. <laughs> yeah. But I think it was, I think it's, it was worth it. And it was, um, it's, that's had a real impact on people who don't even use Notch, who just use, who make video in this industry is given them a, a new option in terms of speed and quality to, to get content out. Um, 
yeah, some of the stories we've had of people saying, yeah, it's meant that they could get stuff out 10 times faster than before. It's been a really nice, um, nice story to hear. Um, the Adobe journey has been interesting to dive into that uh, ecosystem. Um, but it's uh, what everybody uses to produce video. So being part of that is actually a, a strong point. And then seeing the, on the live side of things, the industry adoption of it as a, not a standard, but as, a, as, an, as an option for use. It's, it's, everybody jumped on it really quick and it's been nice. Hmm. So you established that NotchCon 2020 is off the cards. Yes. <laughs> but um, what can our user base look forward to in 2020? Uh, all the new time we'll have because we're not doing Notch content. <laughs> <in 20. laughs> all the new time to develop is that? Uh, yeah, we. Uh, so there's some really big changes on the um, on the product front. The big change is the amount of work and investment that's going into a new UI or a big refresh of the UI. Mm. And I think it'll, that will be incredibly easy to see in the next months or so. Mm. Mm. Can you get? Can you drop any um, like hints about what to expect from that? Uh, it looks really nice. <laughs> looks really nice. I think the important part is what the intended effect is, uh, which is that it's intended to make it easier for people to pick up Notch, easier for people with other package experiences to come in mm-hmm. and have a, a better sort of like, you know, onboarding is a word that has a shifty meaning for people, but it basically means that it's easier to get started with, um, which we... Uh, hope and think will make it easier for a lot of people to pick up Notch and, and use it as a as a primary tool, not a secondary tool. I think what you'll see when you start when you start the program for the first time, I think you'll immediately see visually that things just look nicer, yeah. things look better, things look more modern. Uh, but I think it's when when you've used it for a while, for some of our more long term users, uh, you'll just feel that things are more obviously in the right place, or things are more. Um, you can understand what's going on sometimes in these complex scenarios just a bit better. Things are a bit easier to manage and cleaner. I think there'll be benefits across the board for everybody. Yeah. But for those new users coming in the first couple of hours, it should make that process a lot, a lot more enjoyable. So is that everything you want to talk about for mm-hmm. upcoming for our, for not? Um, I think, so what is going to, what are we doing? We're, we, we're always doing a lot of R and D. So there's going to be, there's an investment in making things run on multiple machines, being able to render on multiple machines. Um, lots of, there's a lot of little things, but the, the big thing in particular is, apart from the UI, is multi-machine rendering. Yeah, Make we see it, it in all markets, don't we? The scale of show yeah. is just going up and up and up. This the is scale keeps a big going challenge up. to solve. Yeah, the scale is going up and there's, every, yeah, every screens are getting bigger, renders are getting bigger. You need more servers uh, online, on real time, and on rendered. You just need you need to be able to scale and parallelize. So we have to we have to keep doing that. But also scaling up, but also scaling down, and making things more accessible for those installation producers who are working off of a laptop as well. Mm. Yeah, I mean, one of the biggest changes last year actually was the um, we changed all the whole pricing structure. Mm. We keep forgetting all these <laughs> yeah, things. Yeah, yeah, we made we we we've changed in the last couple of years. If you think where the pricing was to where it is now, it's um, it's a lot more accessible now. You know, that's the goal that to make to make it usable for everybody who wants to use it within reason. Yeah, and probably the big addition to the perpetual with that the the fixed experience, the fixed install interactive scene, 
um, should give you kind of really strong indications as to the focus of, of Notch as well mm. for, for 2020 and, and the years ahead. So we've really laid that foundation now at right price point, the right licensing model to be able to really mm. enter that market with some speed next year. So I think 20, yeah, 2019, we were very, we did a very large change. We added a new renderer. It was a very big change and it took a lot of time and focus. There were some other things as well, but that was a really big shift. I think 2020 is, a, apart from UI changes, is about filling in all the other things that there's a lot of other things that need to be done. Lots of things across the board. Exciting times. I'm looking forward to it. And Sarah, you've been jetting off to every corner of the world the last few months. I have. How many languages can you say cheers in? <laughs> Good point. And I had to really, <laughs> at the Christmas party the other night, I had to really dig deep to remember the Chinese cheers. Um, yeah, it's been, um, it's been incredible. I think, it, first and foremost, when you join a company, you have to, the priority is to get to understand the community. Now, I was lucky because there's a lot of familiar faces for me in that, but I really wanted to make sure I get to all the corners um, to really understand Notch's community and what that looks like and how it might differ from, you know, other perceptions that I brought in. So that was the fundamental kind of thing this year. And we tested a few different event types that, that we're going to be looking at 2020 with. Mm, and what's caught your eye at the events and the expos that you've seen this year? Um, I was genuinely inspired and blown away by what I see happening over in in, in the East Asia market. Um, particularly in China, there's a significant um, amount of investment in education um, and R&D in the digital art space. Um, I think that what Notch has to offer from a community perspective and the tool that we've created, um, something really special is going to happen um, in those markets over the next few years. And we're, you know, really excited and committed to, to nurturing that. So that was probably one of the biggest, um, not surprises, but one of the, the most rewarding um, parts of this first six months for me this year in all of those travels. And what events have we got coming up in 2020? I know we've got a few open houses to look forward to. Well, so as, as Matt said, there's lots of different ways that we can engage with the community and 2020 is all about a schedule that allows us many different formats and platforms to to engage and nurture and be there be visible be interactable um with that community so i don't want to kind of shoehorn us down too much into setting people's expectations but we do plan every single month on um being in a city i think we've got 14 different cities wow. on the agenda for next year, mm. just in a sense of, um, let's call it an open house. But um, these events will take very different formats um, and we will engage with the community to be part of them in different ways. And we're still kind of locking down how we want that to look. But, um, but definitely in a sense of, of being around, that's going to be a big key thing that people will be able to find us and come and engage with each other as much as us um, being around. And... Um Bent, you are often on top of um, communicating with our community a lot online over mm. our social channels. Um, I realise that a couple of um, community-driven hashtags have appeared this year. And um, I know you see a lot of work come in with the Made With Notch hashtag as well. Um, what, what kind of stuff have you been seeing this year? What's been exciting? Um, what's been interesting over our social media? For me, the most 
the, the the best moments is when I'm looking at our feeds and seeing something made by someone I didn't know. Um, and more often these days, the first thing I see from someone is something that impresses me, uh, which if I go back a little while, even before I started Notch, like you used to see the same thing over and over. Um, there are a couple of you know, standard ingredients coming in. You could see uh, rehashes of the samples that we ship with or whatever, someone change a color or something. And it's cool to take your first steps. But more and more these days, I've, I see people taking a little bit more time to refine and learn something. And I don't know why that is, uh, but I, I appreciate it a lot. The variety has improved a lot as well. The, the variety is, and with interactive stuff, we see a lot more people putting up like a connector camera sensor or a microphone and, and doing shows. So there are a lot more of those um, but from the purely rendered um, standpoint, I mean, after we shipped the Path Tracer, of course, there was an onslaught of glass and mirrors and stuff, um, which is inspiring to see because then people who don't know Notch can see that there's uh, there's not really a limit to the tech side, uh, what you can do. So that's that's cool to watch, cool to see. But also since, like, particularly since um, the new inter-server integrations we did last year, um, we saw a lot more interactive, like a lot of the interactive lot community jumped on board, yeah. which is really great to see all the range of the range of interactive stuff that's happening. Um, and you guys, uh, well, we've all been looking at our training structure and what's available for people looking to get into Notch or looking to specialize in perhaps interactivity or whether that's their specialists in media servers. Um, so we've been developing a new training format. Can you tell me a bit more about it? Yeah, happy to. So the new, um, it's probably a much bigger goal of, of Notch to really um, look at the way that we onboard, that people come into the tool and then the support that they, they have on their learning journey throughout their, their learning. Um, and that stems across many things, right? So that can stem across the syllabus, the in-person trainings, that stems from the online um, tutorials that we do. Um, and you can even see an impact now in our education uh, proposition. So this year we actually launched an education package that's aimed at universities and schools. So it's a much bigger reach um, in terms of a commitment from Notch to really focus on that um, onboarding and, and training aspect uh, of people coming into the tool. But I guess for next year, our, our big focus is we're establishing um, a slightly new in-person course structure. So we'll add some more advanced workshop-based um, courses next year. Uh, and the reason for that is that we understand that people's hunger for more advanced knowledge in the tool is growing. So that's going to cater for that. And that'll be launched around about quarter two next year. Um, we're going to be taking the essentials course, which at the moment is a two day, but that's going to be carved into a one day. And then alongside with an intermediate learning as well, which will be a second day. And we're going to try and get that online as quick as possible as an e-learning pathway. So then depending on your schedule, you can either come to an in-person if that's how you learn, or you can in your own time take the e-learning pathway and get your essential skills under your belt. Um, on top of that, they can then move to more advanced courses. The one I'm most excited about next year is uh, the interactivity, the interactive course. And I think that's probably the biggest one that we're getting feedback at the moment. If people want to know how to create these experiences with Notch. Um, so we're looking to launch that by the end of half one in 2020. Um, prerequisites will be required because it's quite an advanced course. Um, but once you've gone through that pathway, you'll be able to grab onto those tools. Uh, so yeah, that's probably the biggest 
things change to next year. So it's very exciting. Yeah, so you mentioned um, you mentioned tutorials, Sarah. Um, ben, have you got some more information on the tutorials that our community can expect in the new year? Uh, yeah, I mean, um, training and e-learning is, is of course, um, one path as well. But um, if you've been watching along in the community and are following our YouTube channel, you've seen that we put out a lot of like shorter tutorials. And that is our goal uh, for 2020 as well, to keep up the pace that we've had for the last month or so uh, by putting out lots of smaller tutorials that are more targeted in terms of like, I want to achieve X, Y, Z. Um and this particular thing and and our product specialist team has been great at just hammering those out and and uh, when when christmas is over we'll get back to that and and keep um releasing lots of of those tutorials um again this comes back to the overall thing that both matt and sarah talked about uh, which is that the way into notch is not determined there's not a fixed path uh, in learning notch so we want to be able to to pick up um, people and p- who are interested in learning Notch for different venues, and and they should always be able to find um, you know an updated manual and uh, tutorials that that fit with whatever they want to achieve. I think the other thing is like the ch- the tool changes a lot. It's changed an awful lot of the last few years, and even some of the you know some of our users who started back in 2015, 2016, who 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 know the thing really well, there's still areas that have come along that they're probably not aware of so we need to keep helping them learn you know as well by providing them more tutorial material for on the advanced topics that uh, to keep them going as well as all the new people coming in who need a full set of uh, it's ironic because it's, it's not like we're photoshop has been around for like i don't know 25 years or something like that um, but we still every week there is some question that comes in either through social channels or support and we basically say oh yeah you can this is how you do that and it's like oh i didn't know and so keep educating like it's with anything you have to keep yourself mm. updated as mm. to what we launch because whenever we launch a release uh put a release out the, the change log is huge mm. uh, and it's there to be found but of course we don't expect uh, everybody to read everything <laughs> all the time yeah, but don't, it, don't <laughs> yeah. read uh, you can like i i i'm one of those people who actually like reading change logs uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's it. There's got to be a Facebook group for that. Well, it's not a support group. <laughs> Great change logs. <laughs> and progress bars. That's one of my favorite things to watch a good, a well-designed progress bars. It's nice. Very difficult to. It is. <laughs> That's the point. It's, there's art to it. So guys, in the spirit of uh, looking back, and recognizing all the great things that have happened in 2019, um, what is a highlight of your year? Well, Joining Notch, of course. Oh. <laughs> Sarah joining Notch, of course. <laughs> yep, Sarah joining Notch. <laughs> yeah, um, I'm going to be the one uh, odd one out and say that it's it's been nice to have Sarah join the team. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm going to go for the Christmas party. Really? I'm going to go for karaoke, yeah, definitely. The one definitely. I wasn't here for. So. That's the, um, oh. <laughs> the French rendition of Celine Dion by one of our French developers um, was absolutely incredible. Made my year. Mm. there's a thing you never do karaoke with people who can actually sing (laughs) well that's terrible yeah i don't know top of the year um for me i think it it actually comes down to notchcon again because it was such a amazing event and it was really tiring but the sense of achievement after having done it was was great and um by the number of requests that we get to do it again uh, we can only assume 
um, that people had a good time. Yeah, it generates a lot of buzz. A lot of it. I think, I think people who, who came, I don't, I don't think it was necessarily about the content uh, that we produced. No. Although, obviously, our content... We worked was, a lot on that. Yeah, but I think it was about the, just the bringing all the people together and their energy and getting them to share all their... You know, getting them to talk. Yeah. And that, needs to, that needs to continue. That, yeah. that's, that's something that I think this industry really needs because there's a lot of people who spend a lot of time in the, on their own in dark rooms who don't don't get let out that much and they they need to get together and, and you know they need to talk about what they're doing it's not easy what people do in this industry it's very difficult and very specialized and very isolating yeah and there's just not well. a lot of information out there mm. past past you know formal education there's very it's not like there's um manuals for this stuff or uh, particularly even particularly great discussion groups online it really needs to be yeah I must say out. the success of la that the open house that we did after the summer really showed that you had you, there was all sorts of you know more old school um notch users uh, you know really advanced in their skill sets and they were brand new new to notch and watching those people meet is fascinating it's like they're the, an accelerated onboarding for that mm. conversation in those five minutes or so yeah that's what 2020 is about we mm. need to be we need to enable that a lot more mm. people to meet and talk and I have to say, for me, my highlight of the year has definitely been being able to speak to some of those people who spend a lot of time in dark rooms, making um, amazing visual shows happen. Um, so it's been really great fun speaking with people for the podcast and over the phone for the written interviews. So yeah, that's been a real highlight for me. And uh, looking forward to the future. Guys, do you have any New Year's resolutions? Uh, yeah, make more make more stuff to put on instagram myself i started using I, I you know i had an instagram account for ages that was just sat like idle and never used it and i thought okay i'm gonna because everyone else was doing it my arm and arm in post something every 35 <laughs> minutes pretty much but like that the idea of actually just because i don't often get the time to make a large piece anymore but the idea of sitting down and making something just an image or a short video that just goes on instagram and gets it done this it means that i um use the software myself a bit more in a more wide-ranging way and uh, it also helps itch my uh my need to do art art is good art, art. yeah so yeah i want to do i want to try and get a piece out more regularly definitely mm. did i forgot to mention this earlier but one of the things that arrived that came from the community someone came up with this uh hashtag not november uh hashtag um and we saw a couple of hundred pieces just come out under that. And that was really uh, inspiring to watch. So I think on day three or something, I decided to join. So for the remainder of that month, I think I put out one piece. I think I had 26 pieces for 30 days or whatever it was. So I didn't quite do it every day, but it was, uh, um, it's, it's really fun to just sit down and, and as Matt says, like actually use the tool and I, and I'm, I'm sure they will appreciate them. They appreciate the amount of bug reports I sent in after having mm-hmm. used them and then discovered that they weren't bugs. I was just doing it stupidly. Um, but the, the way to, to get more intimate with the tool will probably be my thing as well. It started already now. I did my first interactive, uh, art show last week. Um, just out of doing the November things. So that's cool. Mm. the more we the more we use our own software the better mm. yeah i agree mm. yeah you can find my stuff on uh, made with notch <laughs> 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 i 
They're the bits that interrupt all the other good stuff. Oh, so <laughs> any resolutions for the new year? Um, it's kind of like a personal goal, um, but it's definitely something that I'm quite passionate about is, is finding more women in motion graphics. Mm. So that's something that I will be looking at next year. I've also got a couple of people that want to get involved and we'll start trying to host uh, events and talks and, and get togethers just to try and open up that part of our community. So that's exciting for next year for me. personally. Cool. Yeah. And I'm also looking forward to um, integrating more interactive elements into my music video production work and um, general filmmaking, general filmmaking. So I think it's going to be really exciting. Cool. Well, guys, Better get back to work now. Better get back to customer support and coding and, yes, party prepping, I guess. Yeah, we have to clean up the, the room. <laughs> so, yeah, thanks so much. Um, and Happy New Year. Happy New Year, everyone. Happy New Year Happy to everyone. Year. Happy New Year. Bye-bye. <laughs> <laughs> Was that a voo-voo seller? <laughs> Next week is our final episode of the first season of Showcast. I'll be speaking with Bloomin' Associates director Pod Bloomin' and Notch designer Kyle Rissi on their production for Emily Sande's In Real Life tour. Follow me as I go backstage and behind the scenes of this brilliant production. Thanks for listening and wishing you a very happy new year. <laughs>